shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Every single spring, that first day that I walk outside and I see that yellow dust all over my truck, I'm like, that is Satan's dandruff. It destroys me. I legitimately can't go outside for longer than three minutes because my eyes get swollen, my eyes get puffy, my nose gets congested, and I just simply can't breathe. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. When I started taking Claritin D about two months ago, I can finally get back outside and play pickleball again, which is what I love to do, but I couldn't do it because my allergies were so bad. Claritin D has legitimately allowed me to go outside again, ready to live life as if you don't have allergies it's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Okay, so before I start the my normal intro music, Human Hope Family, I have the the Black Aunties Gong here in the building. I, I added a little, I added a little spice to that. Um, and so they're 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 in front of me. I can see them on my computer screen. And normally I start the episode with the the song, but but I wanted to just give a little. Just let everybody know that they're with me during the intro. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the intro song. I'm going to do what I normally do to all the bag ladies here. And I just need you to grade me on my intro. I When I'm done, I need you to give me like, you know, one to 10, like, like how hyped do you feel it is? Could I do better? Here we go. In three, two, one. Welcome to the Human Hope Podcast. And I got one thing to say. Y'all ready? You ready? Men, women, and children, hope is in the building. Hey! <laughs> That's what I wanted. It is episode, I don't know, episode 115, 116, or something like that of the Human Hope Podcast. Hey, what do y'all think about that? Let's go! That's it. You got it. You got it. You got it. That was that was exactly what I needed to happen. Uh, I, I have only been I have only been slinging those uh, those lyrics for the last two weeks. Those are brand new. I, I, I had the I, I had my, my intro music going and I never what, knew what to say when the beat dropped. So I was asking my my podcast listeners, I was like, what do I say there? I, I kept messing up the rhymes. I would try a new rap. Nothing would work. And there was a guy named Rory McManus who was a 
he DM'd me. He's like, hey man, listen, I'm a former Christian rapper. Like I don't, I don't like to admit this, but I, I think I've got it for you. And I was like, you think you got it for me? And he's like, yeah. So, so he, this is what you do. Like the beat drops. He's like, men, women, and children, hope is in the building. And I was like, oh yes. And now, now I'm going to do that forever. So, hey, you know, we're, we're going to do that one more time. Hang on, hang on. Hey, hey, hold on, hold on. Here we go. Men, women, and children, hope is in the building. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Well, welcome again. I just, I love you ladies. I wish we could be sitting in the same room right now, but I am in Dallas, Texas, and you are all in Nashville, Tennessee. Say hello to the Human Hope family. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he said something else. Okay, so uh, I just need a little introduction. And what I love about this is I've had a few of you on the podcast before, but this is officially the entire crew. You are all here. Let's just, let's start with who I see on my left in the bright red. Corinne, let us know who you are. Give us your name and what role you play in this little gang of yours. My name is Corinne and I'm the funniest person here. Hey. I also... I have 15 degrees. Oh. I um, am the greatest singer in the group. Yes. I also am a choreographer. Okay. I also am, I'm a music executive. Mm, mm. Um, I also. In a clown. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. One of those things. One, one of them aren't you, but the rest are. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Corinne, for. Um, Corinne is always. Corinne initially was like my initial, maybe a couple of years ago, initial text to, to see if, if you could gather your people who, who initially a few years ago were, were simply all the women that I wanted to hang out with at one time. Cause I would be jealous of all of your gatherings together <laughs> that were nothing but all of you laughing. And I, I just was like, I need to somehow infiltrate this thing and just feel all the love. So thank you, Corinne, for kind of being the catalyst to get this thing together here. And then moving on over, um, if you're watching on YouTube, you see the beautiful one in the black top, the first of the two black tops here. Introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Melinda, and I, I feel like I'm the mama. Okay. You always give us some titles. <laughs> you just gave us some 20 titles, but they were true. None of them were true. Mm, mm, mm. I'm the, I really am the, I'm the oldest. Okay. But okay. You, so they have to listen to they me, They have basically. to listen to, yes, yes. Well, but what do you do? What do you do for a living? I, I sing songs. You do. And uh, I help with the mental health of artists. Yes. yes. I love that. Yes, she does. Very good. Mm -hmm. Very good. Okay. Thank you, Melinda. Moving on over, down, back down towards the front. Hi, I'm Sarah. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. <laughs> i my face. <laughs> I am the She's one who gets picked on. I was no, trying to think of my role. She's the moderator. Oh. You're the Moderator. Moderator. Okay. Yeah. You're an excellent moderator. Yes. Yes. You can handle all, you can handle all of the, all of the things that they dish out to you and, and somehow make it all make sense. You know, it's a, it's a heavy crown, yeah. but somebody has to do it. Um, and in life, I work for our church, The Belonging Co., and I am a singer-songwriter. You are. You are. You sang a song at my book launch party that made me cry. Oh. It was so good. You're so talented. For you. Anything for you. Anything yeah. for you, Los. Love you. Love you. And then moving on back to the next one into the black top. Introduce yourself to the people. Hey, y'all. I am Sharon. 
And I don't know. Oh my God. You got a <laughs> you dog had, in your lap. You had three, three different times. I know, but I don't, ready. I, I don't, yes. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so my name is Sharon. I do work at, I work with Sarah at our church. And as far as in the group, I am the, I don't know. Enforcer. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, what was the second word? The enforcer and the what? And the closer. And the closer. Uh, okay. Okay. I get it. I get I it. We're gonna. It. I'm gonna have to come back to that. Uh, and then moving over, last but not least, to the beautiful young lady in the baseball cap. Introduce yourself, please. My name is Candice. My role in the group. I would say I enjoy a good. I enjoy a good laugh. Yeah. Yes. She's the instigator. She is the I'm not the instigator. I'm not the instigator. I enjoy a good laugh and I enjoy a good uh, mm. moment for counsel. And on the work front, I uh, work in the music industry. You do? I, I do. I work in the music industry. Okay. And I run a big team and make things happen. I love and it. Do? Yeah. Like, like, or do you work like, like in K-pop or you know, like what? What's- <laughs> No, not yet, not yet. I work in country music. Country music, specifically. Okay. Actually, saying that is very interesting. But yeah, I work in country yeah. music. Yeah. Been in Nashville for sixteen years. Yeah. And yeah, these are my girls. Yes, yes, and and you guys are. It's so hard. I think even for people that maybe follow your Instagram account online or maybe start listening to your podcast to truly understand the connection that is. Is, is just so real and thick and rich between the five of you. I'm just going to kind of throw a softball out there and just say, what was the reason that this thing came together? Like, like what was it? Like, when did it happen? Why did it happen? What was kind of the, the beginning of you guys going like, you know what? This is great for us, but I wonder if this is great for other people too. We had all known each other from our church and knew about each other, but the aunties, what you see now was really cemented in the aftermath of 2020 and being black in America in 2020 was a very interesting thing when the world paused and it seemed like for the first time, no one could run away Mm. from this discussion. And because no one could run away, we were being bombarded (laughs) with things to process ourselves with questions from other people and this friendship really became a, a haven. Speaking of haven, our mm. little mascot. Oh my God, Corinne oh. just flipped her on the couch. Uh, 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 <laughs> our mascot, haven. Oh, who almost evaporated before our eyes. <laughs> so sorry. Sharon got quiet because Sharon's about to turn mama. Okay, anyway. This friendship just became a haven for us because having a similar experience, uh, we're all at the same church, all in Nashville, all our transplants mm. to Nashville, all black women um, in leadership positions, all just, we have so much in common and there's just an understanding of that. And yes. because we understand each other, it just was like, I don't have to explain. Mm-hmm. I can just be. And that mm. just our friendship birth from that. Tell me, talk to somebody, talk to me about this. You know, you're the five incredibly intelligent, beautiful leaders is really all, all of you are in leadership capacities in some way, shape or form. And you come together 
because there 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 is a a common storyline that runs through all of you. But what what I what I'd love for somebody to unpack is like just because you have a common storyline and just because you you all feel maybe some of the same things doesn't mean that you all agree on everything. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that that your all of your you know worldview and experiences is all the same. And so what what I love to do is to you know you got I think you're a great example of how you have a common thread that holds you all together, yet there could be various points of views on a whole bunch of different things. How do you all navigate that? Because I think what a lot of us see is like just the joy and the, you know, everything is just a party, but things have to get complicated at some point. Like how do you all navigate when points of view are different than other people's? I would say, I think that's actually the beauty of this group is that we don't share the same points of view. Like we, in any given instance where something happens, we may land on different sides of it and that helps us to see the whole picture. Mm. I think Mm. don't, if you all land in the same place, you're not seeing everything. Mm. And yes, this group of people, when we land on different sides, it's so helpful because Mm -hmm. then we're like, okay, now I can see the whole picture and I can be aware of what really is going on. And yeah. some of us handle things differently. Some of us, something will happen and somebody might be angry about it. Somebody might be sad. Somebody might be indifferent. And yeah. out of that comes joy for us mm-hmm. because yeah. we share our place mm-hmm. and then also laugh it out, get that out of our system. It helps mm-hmm. us to be able to handle things. Yeah. Better, yeah. No. So good. I'm just going to start calling on people because I've got, I've got questions for everybody. <laughs> Candace. So 2020 comes, we're, we're all faced with a lot, <laughs> just, just a lot. Let's just say that a lot. And, you know, I, I think for the casual listener, they're thinking, oh my gosh, Candace is a black woman working in country music. That whole thing kind of like drops and people would think, you know, again, this is me pre 2020. I'm thinking to myself, oh, I know a couple people in country music, but my my general assumption is maybe I'm not going to be uh, as welcomed in in that world as some of my white friends. Talk to us for a second about what that experience was like for you because you're you're still in country music in 2023. Yeah. You were in country music in 2019. And so talk to us a little bit about what that journey looked like for you and then just so everyone else knows, I I'm going to throw the question to the rest of you and say how how has that journey been for you guys to help her walk through that as well? So just know that I'm going to throw the question to the four of you in a second. But Candace, you kind of unpack that first, however you feel comfortable unpacking that. Yeah, I think prior to 2020, when I think things really kind of were on the map with what was happening globally and then how the spotlight kind of focused on various industries, one being the racial intersection, the global discussion, and now music industry. And so a national, obviously country music comes up, but before 2020, I had been sewing into this industry for 13 years prior. Yes. So it for me, it was the moment when 2020 arrived and now people are starting to come and ask me questions or now kind of start asking me about my experience that they had never even thought about before. Mm-hmm. On one side, it felt great to be able to bring people into what is the experience of a black woman that's living in Nashville, that's working in country music. And then the the second part of that was, it was great to be able to highlight all of the areas that we still need to grow in. Yeah. About kind of diversifying and is it a welcoming spot? Is it not? 
And so being able to engage in those conversations to be actually helpful for the future, mm. I, I loved that. And then the third part, which I probably still am navigating is the tough part of it's heavy. And it, yeah. it, I didn't realize how isolating the experience had been for me until 2020 wow. forced me to, to reckon with it. And yeah. I still am, to be honest. And there's some days where I really feel that like I'm on the cause and there's purpose in it. And I know God has placed me here. And there's other days where I'm like, why God, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and these things coexist. Um, but this group, I mean, though, actually I'll let them speak, speak until yeah. we kind of all talk about it, but, but yeah, that's what I'd say. It was kind of interesting for it to be reflective of over the last 10 years I was here. And then from 2020 till now, just ways that can be helpful and useful be a trailblazer yeah. for folks that are coming in behind yes. me, which yes. means that there's not a roadmap for me going ahead because it's mm. not been done. No, no. I mean, literally not been done. Not been done. No, I mean, you are blazing. You are literally with the bulldozer hitting forward and knocking things down in order to make that happen. And I know, I know that that is heavy, you know, and, and I know that there's days where you're right. Like you feel like the, the wind beneath your wings is lifting you up and you're like, oh my gosh, look at me. I'm soaring. I'm, but then there's some days where it does probably feel like Today's a heat wave in Dallas. I don't even want to stand outside, but sometimes you're in a heat wave pushing a boulder, you know, down a road. And to all of that being said, you know, these these women next to you were able to come and 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 lift your arms and be, you know, wind, you know, behind you. Ladies, talk to us about how how, how you were that for her and maybe some of the conversations that maybe we weren't privy to that you guys were able to, you know, help Candace with. I'll just start by saying the amount of respect I have for this woman. Gracious. Mm -hmm. uh, mm. In the age, I'm trying not to like get all. Let's go. Let's get, get all. Don't you try not to get all nothing. I, that's your <laughs> podcast. I want you to get all everything. In the age of social media, social media has allowed us to idolize our worldviews and ideologies mm -hmm. to the point where we don't have to listen to other people. Mm -hmm. And the thing that Candace does is she has her worldview, she has her ideologies, but she holds it so loosely so that she can humbly serve others, yep. look at others, make way for others, so that even in the moments where she is accosted by her fears or whatever situations are around, it doesn't shake her because yeah. she comes at it with such a, I'm here because Jesus said I'm here and I'm here to serve. Yeah. And yeah. I watch her day in, day out in the hard times, in the times where she's honored, in the times where maybe it wasn't, it didn't look like she thought it was gonna look like, and she still showed up, she still served, she's still honored, honored others. And it's easy to hold someone's arms up like that yeah. because she yes. weaponized her ideology. Right. She actually mm. used oh. it in a way Come that on. unleashes hope for yeah. others. Mm -hmm. yeah. And yes. other people might look at her journey and be like, oh, she's actually justified to retaliate or to do whatever. And when I tell you she doesn't, mm. it's like, <laughs> because I think that's a challenge for all of us. It's like, I, we want to be justified to to be our own defense. Yeah. And it's like, yes. what happens if you don't strike first mm. and you actually yeah. defend by loving? Mm. And that's what mm. does. Yep. Yeah. So good. So good. And I mean, sometimes I think she has so much grace mm -hmm. yeah. for mm -hmm. this situation that a 
occasionally our role is to be angry for her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is good. Do you know, like, yeah. because she's in the middle of it, so she can't go there necessarily. Yeah. yeah. And so sometimes we just want to support her in that way. Like we, we understand what that would feel like. Yep. And so we so good. give you that from us too. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, yeah. And, and I love the, you know, being angry for her or feeling things for her in the moment. Cause I mean, Candace, you, you literally are grace with skin on like, yeah. like, like that, that is, that is who you are that when, when yes. you walk like that, that, that is who you are. And, you know, I think some of the beautiful things coming out of it is me, you know, paying more and more attention to the country music scene, seeing, uh, literally seeing the impact that you're making yeah. as uh, up and coming voices are beginning to speak on things. And there's yeah. more people of color within the entire thing. Like, I mean, seriously, yeah. like it's, it's, I, I'm getting like goosebumps right now thinking about it yeah. because yeah. like, like we're, we're, we're sitting with somebody that's, that's doing the heavy work, but that doesn't mean that there shouldn't be a community behind them being yeah. like, it's okay. Clock out, come over here and let us hold you. <laughs> yeah, that that is what we do. I mean, I had like even recently we all went to lunch and I just said, hey, guys, uh, this thing, hey guys. this thing happened. She said it so nonchalant. I really did just say, hey, this thing happened. And this is a I can only share that in a safe place. Mm-hmm. And absolutely. For me in that context, like this, this is the only safe place I probably could share some of that. And they got yeah. to really just give me wisdom, mm. give me counsel, like empathize, love on me, share truth yeah. and talk through it. So having that safe place, I honestly, if I didn't have that for the last three years, yeah, I, I would be in some serious trouble. Mm. <laughs> it's so good. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New partner alert. Y'all know what's sitting next to my coffee machine on my kitchen counter right now. I got myself an Aqua True. And when it came in the mail, Heather was like, oh my gosh, this is what I've been waiting for. She's been waiting for me to partner with this exact product. No lie. Listen, what in the world is Aqua True? Well, Aqua True is a product that allows me and the Whitaker household to feel really good about the water that we are drinking. You know, when you turn that tap water, that's how I grew up in the 80s. You just drink it. But the more and more I have researched, the more and more my family has begun to eat and drink clean, the more we know how important clean water is to us. It allows us to know that we're going to be healthy, we're going to be strong, and I'm always trying to build healthier habits. Aqua True is a water purifier that uses a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and it actually looks so cool sitting on my kitchen counter. That is a really fancy way to say that the water goes through a very thorough filtering process. Aqua True removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. I literally no longer drink water out of my fridge every single time I use Aqua True. Every single time. 
Plus, their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing at all, and they have water purifiers to fit every type of home from countertop purifiers to higher capacity under the sink options. They even have, get this, Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. And what I love about their filters is they last from six months to as long as two years. Also, this is the best part. You'll save money. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of, get this, 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. It's time to get peace of mind with Aqua True. Today, my listeners receive 20% off any Aqua True purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A Q U A T R U. Com and enter code HUMANHOPE at checkout. Plus, AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. If you don't like it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. One last time, that's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use code HUMANHOPE. Corinne, you know, I've, I've known you a long time. I've actually known Candace probably the longest, but Corinne, I've seen you. I, I've, it hit you hard in, in 2020. I mean, there, there was, there, there was a massive pain point in, in your story in 2020 that I think I, I got to walk alongside you with some of that because you, you work in, sometimes you, you, you road manage, you're out with a lot of well-meaning Christians. <laughs> you're, you're in, in, in a world where there's a lot of Christ followers that are like, you know, hey, but but Jesus says, so we're going to do this and we're going to ignore that. Talk to us for a second about what you, because again, again, you, not only have you worked within an, in a high capacity volunteer role in our local church, but also like on the road, like in Christian events, in CCM, in a lot of these spaces that, whereas Candace was over in the country music scene, you you got to see some ugly stuff within a scene where everyone says, I believe in Jesus. And sometimes I feel like that may be more triggering than seeing somebody that's like, oh, you know, to hell with that. Like, I, I don't, I don't even care. Sure. Talk to us about your journey the last two years and how this community that you're in has helped you in that. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, back. sorry. I'm just dropping bombs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think what happened in 2020 was the, uh, Oh my gosh, you like me, but not everyone that looks like me. Mm. Oh my gosh, you believe in God, but you ain't reading what he says to do. Mm. And so there was this like mind F where mm -hmm. I was, I felt like I was in the twilight zone and I felt like I, I had no control yeah. of anything and yeah. no one was safe. Mm. Cause I'm like, if we're reading the same thing, if we're saying right. men to the same thing, <laughs> mm -hmm. If we are yep. raising our hands up in thanksgiving and praise in the same space, and for you to be so anti-human, that was very problematic for me. Mm. And it was a it was um, a rude awakening. And I think what was happening in 2020 was me reckoning with that, like wrestling with that, like yeah, it's safe. Mm. Yeah, because I thought I was operating in places of safety with people yeah. that I thought were safe. And yeah. then I go on social media and I see this. Yeah. Now I want to fight, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so my only outlet is to internalize that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, and to take it to Jesus, but also to 
find friends that I can relate with and communicate with. And so the the gift and the gold of these women is they all had different perspectives of how to speak into that, but they were also navigating that themselves. Like, sure. I think in 2020, we all lost some friendships that we had in yeah. 19 or yeah. they just don't look the same in 2020. Sure. And I think yeah. we are grieving. Yeah. I think yeah. what you saw on my face is grief. Yeah. And all the things that are associated with that. And so the beauty of the girls is they helped, they helped soft, soften like a calcified heart. Mm. Yes. That's good. There was so much sugar that I had and there was so much distrust that I developed uh-huh. in people and in myself and my mm-hmm. wisdom, like, how did I not see this? And so it it was such a, a healthy perspective to to navigate that with them, but then to also like to have a Candace who's so full of grace, yeah. who yeah. I can peace out and treat people like they're dispensable because, you know, that's the biblical thing to do, but like (laughs) she's forced to reckon in that space. And I think seeing Mm. her navigate that Mm -hmm. helped humanize the situation and the people for me, Yeah, seeing Sarah be in very tough spaces and choose to love Mm. and honor seeing Sharon navigate hard conversations with really close friends and love and respect seeing Melinda navigate and teach and empower people on social media, a tool that was so divisive at that time. Like everyone offered me gold and they were all keys to help heal me. And I'm still healing. I still look at people sideways. (laughs) I mean, I'm not like, I'm great now. Because grace is over. People are trustworthy. People are two-faced. Like, nah, I'm still like, what you talking about? But... I think at the end of the day, what these girls have done for my heart, I mean, there's not enough words to mm. to paint a picture of healing that they've yeah. created for me. And so I'm just, I'm super grateful yeah. for all of you guys. You guys, it's like a big group hug over there. And we were always checking in. Right, what? that part. And we were sort of playing ping pong, like, okay, who's going to talk to this person? Because I ain't got it, Carly. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna talk. And then, Corinne, I ain't got it today. Go talk to this friend. We're really doing the work of trying to help our friends understand. And I think that was the hard part. It's like, I've never been a friend to hurt you or to to do something that would harm you. So the fact that you're not willing to hear me out, Mm -hmm. I, you know, that was the exhaustive part of it. Mm -hmm. So, like, being able to ping pong that back with you, Carlos, was really great and showed me how to put language to my feeling instead of just like yeah. shutting down and again, mm-hmm. throwing that person away. Yeah. I mean, well, so, and, and, and to be honest, sometimes it is, there are some, some relationships that kind of have to end, you know, like in order to keep your yeah, own mental health, yes. you know? Yeah, yep. I'm sure. Yep. yep. Thousand percent. I, I, you know, I, I appreciate that. Just, I just love you, Corinne. I just, you're, you're such an important part in my family's life. And uh, you are, a breath for us. You walk in our door and every single person in our house takes a gigantic deep breath because that's what you are to us. So I just love you. Heather, you for so there's that. <laughs> and you make fun of the fact that, I'm, that I, I eat constantly. I'm always putting something in my mouth. I got skinny pop right now. I'm chewing on my, in the microphone. It's not 
don't make fun of you eating constantly. I make fun of you spilling food on yourself yes. constantly. <laughs> yes. That is the key. It's good. I shake it off. Sharon, this <laughs> this last this last Sunday was I think it was last Sunday. Alex surprised me, to be honest with you. I was, you know, sitting on the front row and she, you know, she starts talking about just how she loved to watch black church growing up. And I was like, oh, 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 and I'm I'm turning around. <laughs> And I'm I'm looking at Heather and I'm like, wait, is she about to, is she about, I'm just, and only because like, like I've just, I've seen, okay, hold on before I even get there. And so she starts talking about that. And then she's like, she's like, and just the way they worship, it's because they're, and I'm like, oh my God, she's literally going to honor Juneteenth on stage at my church. As I'm seeing tweets fill my timelines, because now it's three years past 2020. So, so like, like white privilege is like suddenly like back on like like it's like popular again to be like racist and so people are just like you know saying all this stuff about Juneteenth and then my my pastor stands on stage and invites Sharon to the microphone and I'm telling you what first and foremost Sharon you are anointed like you are you are an anointed communicator you are uh, an anointed teacher Uh, but more than that like God God literally I know shifted the hearts of people in our congregation that had been listening to vile mm. stuff on social media that were that were being discipled by a lot of pundits mm. that were saying that Juneteenth was a Marxist holiday and it within two and a half minutes you broke the broke the chains off of them and so Thank you for doing that. And I'm, I'm going to actually insert that clip here into the podcast so that everybody can hear that. Uh, but then I also want to know, how did you feel in that moment? Like like in the moment where the mic got handed to you, was there even a feeling or was it just 100% Holy Spirit? Just because that's what it looked like to me. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of everything. Um, number one, um, shock, surprise, didn't know what was happening. And it was... In that moment, I had already literally been reflecting on, I was like, God, I know that I praise you, but the mm. fact that my ancestors yes. were able to still honor you and your goodness when nothing in mm. their life would actually dictate your goodness. Yeah. And they still had the strength to do that. So it was literally grateful for for the legacy of their praise great mm. for that yeah. so there was so much gratitude and everything else aside from gratitude if it made sense definitely jesus because i was like yeah oh, what, what, what do i say lord I'm yeah, so yeah. so grateful for pastors that honor yeah. and that see when it's mm. Popular mm. mm-hmm. yes. when it should always be popular to honor and see people and to hear yes. people, but yes. for some reason it's not. Yeah, not for some reason, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. And so I was so I was really grateful for that. Mm. Yeah, no, thank <laughs> you. Uh, and then also, <laughs> Carlos, I want to honor honor you because of the bonus episode, Juneteenth mm-hmm. episode yes. that dropped, which if you haven't heard it, it's not too late, okay? Because we celebrate not- every day. I need for you to go and catch this history, yeah. all right? Yes. Because, yes. Because, because one thing that you cannot debate are facts. Facts. Mm-hmm. Okay? Facts yeah. and history. Opinions, yes, but not facts. And so right. what you did in that episode and uh, like literally honoring the facts, thank you for always 
always taking the risk to tell the truth because you yeah. see people and you honor people. Um, so yeah. I appreciate you. But in that mm. moment, there was just a lot of gratitude, a lot of gratefulness. And it's like, mm. Lord, what do you have to say to yeah. make me realize the truth of what happened and what is and where we have a choice of where we're going? Mm. It was a, I, I, I still, I, I told Heather this that day. I think it was a marking moment in our church. It, it was marking because it was so blatantly our pastor going like, Hey, listen, sorry if, if you if you think this, but let me let, just let you know where the heartbeat of this church is. And it was, I, I just think it was, it was a mark yeah. placed down. It was a stake. It was a flag in the ground. And I was, I was grateful that you were the one. I feel like it, you were the, supposed to be the one. And yeah. Uh, yeah, you were, you were, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been right for anybody else. So thank you. Um, for that, Sarah, you you work in in with Sharon in a predominantly white evangelical space, from the staff to the people that are coming in. Now, you know, there's a little bit more pepper coming in with all the salt, you know, one one week at a time, but you're there, and 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 you're 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 working for you know for leaders that literally care. I mean, they they actually care, like they're they're on the front lines of caring, like they. They 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 want to hear from you. They they care, but still, it's it's still a complicated space. It's still it's still a complicated space. Talk to us about about what may still be complicated. Obviously, not not going into specifics or details, but but just just how how are you continuing to navigate for you working in a space like that? And I'm not even saying our church in particular, but just kind of the global white evangelical systems that we've got in America. Like, what's it feel like these days for you? You know, it's it's 2023 now. Like I said, it's not 2020. For some reason, I don't know what happened, but the last year, I feel like it just went backwards again. Like the last year, people just started getting brave again and, and being ignorant and bigoted all over again. And I'm like, are we going to have to do this again in 2024? Like, please, please, like, like we're tired, you know, but... Talk to us about about this that existing as a powerful black woman in a you know majority white evangelical space. Cool, cool, cool. We're doing the easy questions today. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I, 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 I uh, we're not talking about Will Smith and Chris Rock this time. <laughs> yeah, I'll start by saying we all know I'm a crier. Yeah, yeah. I'll start by saying I am so convinced and convicted of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And I've given my life to the gospel mm. of Jesus Christ. And I've surrendered my say-so to Jesus. He is my yeah. Lord mm. and Savior. So I occupy spaces based off of the conviction that I'm meant to be there mm -hmm. because he told me yes. to be there. Great. And I've, I attended our church for years before I was on staff. And I attended that church because God say this, said, this is my church. And yeah. I, like, I got to Nashville. I came, I moved on Monday, went to church on Tuesday. And I was like, yeah, yeah, this is my church. I'm like, just in case, let me, let me just <laughs> taste and see if the Lord is good anywhere else. Like, and he is like, shout out to all the churches in Nashville. But yeah. he just so blatantly said, this is your place. And then right. even when I got the job offer to be on, on staff at our church, it was so God I didn't even have a chance to argue because the way sure. he maneuvered the situation, I was like, dang, you really did all that to get me back here on staff at a yeah. church. Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, I'm I've been used to my entire life occupying mostly white spaces. 
So mm. I grew up in a neighborhood where we, where we were one of two black okay. families in the neighborhood. Again, in all the classes where I was one of a few black people. And so this time I lead with being there on purpose and because I know that God told me to be there. Yeah. And also shout out to Alex and Henry Seeley. I've never worked yes. at a place where I felt more free to raise my hand and say, this is wrong. And I don't agree. Mm. Even wow. if things don't change or even if they change slowly, I know right. that I can put my hand up and say, yeah. hey guys, can we talk about this? And they have led with humility and even going back to Corinne, like she, the word catalyst is the right word for her yes. because conversations happened at our church and in our friendships because Corinne put her hand up and said, wait a minute. Wow. And so even I wasn't even on staff at that point. It's Corinne. Like mm -hmm. she's the catalyst for the change. But even getting to like walk in that with her and now yeah. on staff, I'm like, I believe heaven is is not segregated. And right. the <laughs> here we go. Yeah. With cultures all over the world and even looking at it anthropologically, like every culture has a snippet of the beauty and multifacetedness of God. Mm -hmm. And mm. what would happen if we honored that mm -hmm. and leaned into it? And even like, what if we worshiped in another language one Sunday because mm -hmm. it's someone else's heart song? What if we, we sing a gospel song because it hits in a way that just other songs don't? Like, what if we opened our worldview to see See that no, this is actually a reflection of God. Mm -hmm. And what yeah. if we join together and we can actually mirror heaven because God created this all. Mm -hmm. And in heaven, there is no line, there is no division. And so I think for me, I know like on the one level, I make places multicultural immediately because I'm there. Mm -hmm. Sure. <laughs> like that's just <laughs> and so and I know me being in places makes others feel safe to join the same. Yeah. And so I think in a lot of ways, we're all trailblazers and it sucks sometimes and it's hard sometimes and it's lonely sometimes, but yeah. it's worth it to see freedom. Like how many DMs yeah. have we all gotten? Thank you right. for occupying the space you're occupying because I feel free to do the same. Yes. That's like somebody mm -hmm. just encountered God because I said, yes. What? Yes. That's wild. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's an honor. That's amazing. That's amazing. I, I, one of the things that, that Melinda, I feel like you do very well is if, if you could put a face next to the definition of friend in the dictionary, like that is you, like, like I, I you, you ladies would agree. She is just, yeah. you're just so encouraging. Mm -hmm. You are a great friend. And I think because of that, you have a lot of people that follow you on social media uh, because they, they will DM me too. Like you, you, posted me the other day and then people are like, oh my gosh, I love Melinda and da 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 da, da. But they grant you, uh, you, you are a voice that on, online where people grant you permission mm -hmm. to to be their black friend. There, You have a lot of white followers. You got a lot of, you know, and so talk to us a little bit about the, how you feel, because I, I, I would assume there, there's some pressure involved with, with having to 
are there a lot of DMs that you're having conversations with people? Were there, were, you know, are there, are they still there in 2023 like they were in 2020? Are people, are you finding that the white kind of suburban mother ally of 2020 is still an ally in 2023? Are you having to, you know, do a little bit more work to remind people what they said in 2020? Because just go ahead. I'm throwing that softball at you. Gosh. Uh, well, first of all, I think first, thank you for saying yeah. that. But also, I feel like especially in this group, I've had one of the easier jobs in that I am mostly in mainstream music. And right. so honestly, the church world was harder to navigate than the world <laughs> that I am in the most. Yes. So this group actually helped me navigate church because I was like, okay, I don't understand what's going on over there because yeah, the people that yeah. I'm talking to had so much grace. They had questions. Yeah. I yeah. felt like I was doing a lot of teaching and it was exhausting and yeah. very slow, like one by one process because yes. I was like I love one on one conversations and I love to answer your questions directly. So I had a lot of DMs, 2020, 2021. But now I feel like the people that I talk to the most are doing well with it. Like they're they're coming back and they're saying, okay, I read this new book. Have you read this? And I'm like, what book are you talking about? Like, how did you find that? (laughs) So I'm actually, I I feel like I'm surrounded by people who are learners and who are actually Mm. trying to learn, but it's mostly in the mainstream. The people that I feel like continue to, kind of go back with and have to rehash things with are more in church. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I, I think finding how to navigate that well, these women have helped me with yeah. that. because I almost pieced out on mm. church because I was like, yeah. the only people really trying right now aren't there. I'm and I don't right. know where I'm, I don't know where I fit. It felt very lonely and just like i didn't have a place like i yeah i loved our church it just didn't feel safe and it wasn't from yeah. head down it was just different people sending messages made it mm-hmm. not feel safe mm-hmm. and yeah. so these girls reminded me of the real reason i was there mm-hmm. um, uh-huh. and the heart behind it mm-hmm. and i would find grace in my mainstream people <laughs> and i'd be like uh-huh. yes, yes, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah. I don't think I think I've had maybe a little easier road with this, but what has helped me is being pointed to Jesus mm-hmm. in the midst of navigating church also. So mm-hmm. I'm grateful yeah. I needed that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. And and we all go to the same church. I I mean, you know, we're we're all there. And what I love about that is, you know, something may be said from stage. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if we're all in the room or not, but if we are, I can just see like heads kind of popping up, eye contact kind of being made, you know, kind of like we we all just know uh, it's like, okay, there's going to be a conversation later at some point around, you know, a glass of wine and a, a dinner table about it. You, you have, you came on my podcast, uh, maybe a, a little over a year ago and everyone loved, everyone loved it. And people started DMing me. Oh my gosh, like, they need their own podcast. They got it. You know, we want to, we want to feel like we're in the living room with them. That was amazing. And you have officially now, uh, by the point of this recording, released your first episode. It is out. The black aunties have their podcast. Tell everybody why you started a podcast and what they're going to get out of it. Sarah, Sarah. 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 Sarah.
she bullied us into this. Yes. Okay. I wouldn't say bullied. Strongly encouraged. Strongly encouraged. It was strong. It had been building up like after we were on your podcast because like people kept saying because we would hang out and post to Instagram and people yeah. kept saying, oh, we just want to hang out. Like, that seems like so much fun. And we were <laughs> all very protective over our face together. So we were like, that's not really an option. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you. We're glad you want to hang out with us. That's not an option. Though. Because yeah. of the discussions that we do have. Yes. Because we've built such relational equity that there's areas that we get to immediately go vulnerable. In. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's so hard with our schedules to do so. Yeah. So when we do have that space, it is a very protected space because 100%. of that. Because yeah. we don't know when it's going to happen again. And this is like yeah. our, our one shot to be like, child. Yeah. Via text, but it's different looking at people looking in the eye, getting yeah. the body. Language. Yes, Hatching. totally. So yeah. So just to, yeah. where it's yeah. not like this exclusive, like, no. everything's so cool. It's because it's a very safe and vulnerable Yeah. yeah. And yeah. sacred. It is sacred. Yes. But I will say, like, I... I think we all know, like, because this friendship has brought so much healing to our own lives, there's yeah. there's just something special about it. And so we went on your podcast, everybody, we had such a crazy response, like, oh my gosh, it's the Black aunties, what? <laughs> to the point where Melinda had a show and someone recognized us and I was like, wait, oh, well, no, wait. literally, <laughs> we were, I was doing the meet and greet after the show and the aunties were there and some, like a group came up and they were like, are these the and the amount of dms we got asking yeah. to like will you please be my black auntie yeah we got oh yeah that's sweet yes. that i think we kind of wanted to a little bit right we yeah because yes. it something. just it yes. kept, it it felt like it was culminating to this point yeah and so i was like great it was January 1st, we were all together celebrating the new year of this year. And I was like, it's time. What's the day? When are we doing this? Let's go. And so we picked the day, the recording day. You'll hear on our podcast, but Carlos literally gifted us our podcast studio. Like all the mics, all the equipment came from Carlos because he doesn't just say it with words, he follows mm. it up with actions, Ooh. you know, mm. as friends. Yep. <laughs> and we recorded our first four episodes. And our, if you listen to the first episode, within seconds, I'm crying. But it just was like, no, this is happening and it's, it's purposeful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm. we decided to sell up the first podcast came out today um, today today yeah. and i remember because what it's been six months since we recorded those first episodes and i was like yeah. did we just, did i just make that up was i just being mean to people and making us like create time and space but i listened back to the episode and i cried again because oh, there yeah. is something yeah. healing about this friendship Mm -hmm. these women together and i'm like this is too god god breathed we have to share yes so for everyone who's ever wanted to hang out with us come on yes join the podcast join in on the yes telling you you're gonna laugh you're gonna cry you're gonna laugh at us you're gonna Mm -hmm. laugh with us (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, we talk about a lot. We talk about friendships. We talk yeah. about being safe. Yes. We talk about church. We talk about Carlos. We talk about <laughs> yeah. all the just all the things. Mm-hmm. And and I love it because, yeah, we want to just honor spaces that people occupy. So yeah, that is you the Black Auntie's podcast. It is live. It is happening. Yes. I can't believe it. No. But we're here. I, I know your, your little your your little faces are on the podcast app. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? It's crazy. It's great. Like I yeah, I subscribe to it. It's right there on my phone. It just downloads. Everyone, everyone that's listening needs to needs to subscribe, needs to download, needs to share it with their friends, needs to do all the things to like let, let's spike this thing up. Let's get everybody listening yeah. to it. Real quickly, the last question is this. Because I, I can't believe I didn't ask you at the beginning. I've got a lot of new listeners since the last time you were on it. And people may be like going, okay, what is a black auntie? I, I don't I don't understand what the, the whole concept of an auntie is. Like just like my Aunt Nancy, but like what what's an so somebody give me give me what an aunt what yeah. the trueness of an auntie is. Okay. Sharon. Okay. So uh, <laughs> a black auntie is literally a pillar in the community. Mm. Yeah. It's someone yeah. that's gonna nurture you that's going to uplift you that's going to also correct you and call you higher yeah but what you're Mm. always going to find with your black auntie you're going to find safety yeah you're going to find your way and you're going to leave that black auntie better than you came to her care yeah because she cares so much for her family for her community for the people that are around her and all of us have those aunties that are like mothers to us. Yeah. Like we hold them in such high regard as we do our mothers because they've looked after us. They've cared for us. They've stepped yeah. in. And not only have they stepped in, our mothers have trusted them because they, yes, that's good. That they were going to lead us along the same yeah. path that our moms would. So a black yes. aunt can be trusted because we're going to lead you upon like a path of goodness yeah. and righteousness. Yes. So we know that we haven't arrived, which is why yeah. we can continue to journey along with you. Yes. And we would have people that will come to us in person, like, can can you can you be my black auntie? Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what you're asking for, okay? Right. <laughs> you get <laughs> that's right. Yeah. We're not you, you're, you're gonna get it in all of its fullness and goodness. Yeah. They're like, Yes, that's what I want. And so yeah. so yeah. join us on the podcast and we are that's right. some of your favorite black aunties and that's right yeah, they, can't be white aunties yes. that's right they're, they're, oh that's true they're yes, yes. in the black 100%. culture we're just so communal yeah and it's yes like the the family is raised by a village yeah. like it really yes. takes everyone and so aunties are very normal in yeah. the black culture yeah. they don't have to be related to you nope. anything like <laughs> yep. that so White aunties, we see you too. Yes, we do. Uh-huh. We just don't have. We see you, white aunties. Yes, yes. But and the beautiful thing is, people don't have to fill out an application for you guys to be the aunties. They don't. They can just. They can. You can just be the aunties. They That's they listen right. to the podcast, and you're already in. Yes. Yep. That's <laughs> so, it. Hang on. It. I, I think I think it's time for a little Doctor Delight. Hang on. Hey, hey. 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 Beat drops. Men, women, and children, hope is in the building. Hey, Black Aunties, thank you so much. I love every single one of you. You make my life richer. You make all of our lives richer. Thanks for being on the Human Hope Podcast. And I love you. And I'm going to see you again because I'm going to keep having you on this thing. We love you. Hey.